Today's episode of The Lutheran Cartographer is brought to you by Audible. Get a free trial offer with a free audiobook at audibletrial.com slash lutherancartographer. The Lutheran Cartographer, episode 17. Welcome to The Lutheran Cartographer. Today we are joined by Pastor Joshua Lefebvre. He is the pastor of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Leland, Michigan. Pastor Lefebvre, welcome to the show. Thank you, Nicholas. Good to be here. Tell us a little bit about Leland and how you ended up there. Leland is in the northwest part of the lower peninsula of Michigan. Leland is on a peninsula. Leland is actually an isthmus. So in some ways you could say it's a peninsula within a peninsula within a peninsula. Makes it a very desirable place to be. Uh, So Leland, Michigan and the Leelanau Peninsula and the northwest part of the lower part Lower Peninsula of Michigan. I've been here four and a half years as sole pastor of Emanuel Lutheran in Leland. And my wife and I grew up, we're from Lansing, Michigan, in the lower part uh, downstate of the Lower Peninsula of Michigan. I uh, came, my first, this is my second parish. I came from uh, Tomant Lutheran in Spring Valley, California. That was my first parish right out of the seminary. Was there for about four years. That's in the San Diego area, East San Diego County. And Emmanuel extended a divine call to for me to uh, to serve as pastor here in May 2015. Excellent. So I'd imagine that there are quite the contrasts between California and Michigan. What are some of the the things that you would highlight to our listeners who are perhaps curious about those contrasts. Yeah, might start with the fact that Leland is on the 45th parallel and San Diego is not. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yet your, let your imagination go from there, right, about what that means. Uh, Leland is in the Midwest. San Diego is not, <laughs> is a, another thing uh, you, you could say uh, there. Uh, but San Diego... Um, you know what's interesting about that? You turn on the television there in San Diego, and you get you get four weather reports. You know you get the weather for the uh, right on the ocean. You get the weather for the inlands. You know the the foothills. You get the weather report for the mountains, which we could uh, you know we could go up uh, to a mountain town. Hey, you're talking. I'm pales in comparison where you are. You're talking about 5,000 feet up, something like that. But if uh, less than an hour drive, you could go uh, from the, uh, or maybe about an hour, you could go from the ocean up to the mountains there. And then you get a, uh, a weather report for the high desert, which is just beyond uh, the mountain range there and east of, of San Diego. So um, it probably goes without saying, you don't have that kind of geographic uh, diversity here in uh, in Leland, but uh, but it's diverse in its own way, especially in, in in comparison to other parts of Michigan and the Midwest um, up here on the peninsula. You've got the the sand dunes, and and um, you've got a number of different lakes and things like that. Okay, and how does it compare? culturally uh, we, you mentioned before that well of course it's it's different from California to the Midwest but for those of our listeners who perhaps haven't been to California or haven't been in the Midwest how would you start to articulate that difference 
California is much more laid back. Uh, where I was in East San Diego, you, you've you got some natives, but you did have a lot of Midwestern transplants there as well. But um, yeah, just very easygoing, very laid back in comparison to, to the Midwest. Um, and you can imagine where that kind of easygoing, laid back approach uh, could take you or where it might go in terms of politics and in terms of um, your posture toward uh, toward religion, toward the Christianity, um, yeah, things like that. I, I, I like to joke with um, with people when I was out in San Diego, you know, you guys' attitude, it's as if God is going to uh, turn an eye, you know, or or, uh, or look the other way because you live in San Diego. <laughs> you know, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's kind of an interesting, it, there's some truth to that, obviously a stereotype. All right. So tell us a little bit more about Leland. What do you like about the area? Yeah, a lot to like. I think you've probably gathered that by now. Uh, lot to like as far as the topography you know um it's uh, in comparison to the rest of michigan which is very flat especially downstate in the lower peninsula you've got some uh, some with the sand dunes and things like that you've got some interesting you know hills and rolling hills and and things up here um folks around here will say that if you want uh if, if you're driving uh, straight on a road for longer than a mile, you know you're no longer in the peninsula. <laughs> it's a very curvy uh, roads up here. Yeah, you've got the Sleeping Bear Dunes National Lakeshore right around the area. As I said before, Leland itself is in an isthmus, so you have a North Lake Leelanau that surrounds it. You've got Lake Michigan to the west, and then you have the uh, Leland River that kind of cuts through and uh, it cuts out part of the village of Leland here. So it, it makes it a desirable place to live, a desirable place to retire, also an expensive uh, place to live, especially right in uh, the village of Leland, right around where uh, the church is, very expensive place to live. But the uh, main industries, you have the tourist industry and you have farming, cherry farming and apple farming uh, right now would be the, uh, the big farming industries here so so we've talked about the good parts what are some of the not so great parts of leland yeah yeah definitely the best parts would be the summers the cherry and apple farms you know the wineries that come come with that the beauty of god's creation you know the ability to enjoy that but uh, some of i don't know you know i hesitate to say the the uh, the term the worst parts but maybe the the challenging parts would be uh, the winters and the the especially January and February those winter months, uh, a lot of folks will will uh, head out of town. You know, a lot of the you don't have tourists up here really at that time, and a lot of the the locals and the the owners, the business owners, they'll use it as an opportunity. That slow period is an opportunity to shut down the business and and go down south, go down for on a cruise or go down into Florida uh, for a month or two months. And so, you know, it can uh, you you can you experience a lot of solitude around those times. And uh, and then, you know, you combine that with the snowfall, with the cold and with uh, the less sunshine. Uh, yeah, it could be a little challenging, which makes you appreciate the summers all the more. 
but uh, yeah, speaking of snow, um, I think I, I looked this up recently. The average snowfall here in Leland in Leelanau County is about 115 inches of snowfall. Uh, the national average, compare that with the national average from what I've seen, is uh, a little less than 30 inches so it gives you something to know what to to expect uh some other things that are a little challenging uh whereas the the uh, tour tourism is the industry that uh, allows people uh, part of what allows people to live up here and to and to make a living up here that's also a challenging part for the locals they'll be the first to tell you that the tourists right yeah <laughs> uh, and uh the navigating, you know, around the tourists, uh, um, it's it's almost it can be like a, playing a game of Frogger in uh, the uh, in the summer, you know, with the streets on the little small towns that dot the uh, the landscape. Um, you're also a, a little bit isolated up here. The nearest big city is Traverse City. So that's about if you're you're driving right from Leland to Traverse City, that's going to take you about 35 minutes, and uh, in, in decent weather, and that's uh, where in Traverse City is where you have all of the uh, the big grocery stores and um, things like that. Okay, let's talk a little bit more about that. So we've already oriented our listeners geographically that you're in the northwestern part of Michigan, kind of on a on a peninsula yourself. But many people orient themselves in terms of distances to larger places. So how far is it in terms of driving time or in miles from where you are to say Detroit or South Bend or to Chicago? Yep, to Detroit, you're talking about four, four and a half hours to uh, Chicago. Um, I've never made the drive myself from here, but I've heard it's about five hours, but you're dealing with the time change as well. Uh, so probably similar to South Bend, you know, four hours. Okay. Something like that. All right. Good deal. Four and a half hours to Ann Arbor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the one thing I, I should mention as well uh, that I forgot to mention just a moment ago about uh, some of the challenges in this area would be um, the affordable housing. That That's always a, a challenge that you'll hear folks say uh, up in Leelanau County would be affordable housing. Okay. So housing prices aren't the, the Midwestern standard – mid to low it's it's much more expensive than that yeah yeah uh, and a lot of that is because you're in a resort area you know you're in a tourist area a place where a lot of people retire a lot of people want to be people from chicago and uh, downstate and and other midwestern states they will purchase a second home up here and and come up in the the summers and that sort of thing Okay. So one of the challenges that you alluded to, and I just want to make sure that I understood your point and, and summarize it a bit, it sounds like with so many snowbirds, people leaving in the middle of the winter, that it, it might be more of a challenge to build community with those that you want to get close to. Is that a good summary? Is that not quite grasping your point? It, it could be. It could be a, a challenge. Uh you know, we've found here, I, I can speak to what I know, which is the congregation and life here in Leland, since my family and I, since we live here in Leland, 
we're able to find, you know, there's community all year round with just because you've got a school, the, the public school's right next door. And, and uh, so they don't have the opportunity, you know, to escape in, in the, uh, the winters there. And, and in the church, you have some snowbirds, but you'll have folks that'll stay year round. And they, even the snowbirds still stay pretty connected. Uh, as far as getting, uh, building community and, and friendships, if you're out of the area, not you know, from the area, that the challenge there lies in the fact that you're the under well, you got to understand then small town dynamics. So people already have you know their their communities. They've already got their connections and their relationships. They've had them established for generations, you know, or or for years, for many years, and uh, so that can be a little difficult to break into that. But what we found is is um, it's uh, it's fairly easy to uh, to build community w- around the church, you know, within the within our congregation and within the church, and then kind of go out from there. Yeah, the other week we were talking with Pastor Bradamire from Oaks, North Dakota, and he was talking about that small town life and how to start plugging in. Uh, in addition to, of course, going to church, what else would you say is kind of a good way to think about how to start building that community in a if you move to a small town? Yeah, you've you've just got to make an effort to 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 jump in in different ways, and so uh, otherwise, yeah, you can you can end up isolating yourself pretty easily, um, and so um, make an intentional effort to get involved in the community where where you're able to. So you know, I would maybe suggest to somebody that's new to the area or moving to the area, you know, hang back, observe, get to know folks a little bit. Uh, take stock of what your interests are and take stock of what's out there, where the need might be, um, and then uh, kind of move in and uh, and try to find a way to get involved there. So I'll give some examples here. My family and I, um, we live right in, in Leland. And uh, on my day off, you know, I typically take a Friday off as a family day, a day out of the office. Uh, just so happens that the public library has children's story time on Friday. So we, we go sometimes walk or sometimes drive to the library there and uh, get a lot of, you know, we've built a lot of connections there with people, unchurched folks, folks from the community, younger families, uh, just doing that consistently one and a half hours a week, you know, for, for a few years now. And, uh, that allows us to, to get to know folks, to kind of get into the community a bit more there. So let's transition to talking a little bit more about what it's like to raise a family there. You've already mentioned the schools, the library. What's it like being a parent? It's a great place to raise a family. And you'll hear that from from a lot of people, a great place to raise a family. Hear that all the time, and you see evidence of it in in the fact that now there are many children that were raised here and went off to college, went off to the big cities, and are starting their own families um, or thinking about starting their own families and moving back. Oh, wow. uh, I've that's yeah, that's a trend to keep an eye on. There, especially, and and what makes it possible is uh, the fact that. 
a few things that can make it possible for a person to do that up here is uh, digital technologies that allow a person to to live where they love and work remotely, you know. And uh, then um, some folks that move back, they're inheriting property, they're able to build a home on land that uh, that relatives own, they're inheriting a home, so it, it, that makes it, it, it possible for some uh, to do that. Um, and then others that that just want to be here and want to raise kids here because it's a great place to, to raise a family will just they'll find a way to make ends meet you know um, shovel snow uh, in the winters they'll uh, do landscaping in the summers that kind of thing maybe not what they would be doing if they lived in a bigger city but they they make those sacrifices because they want to uh, maybe they grew up here and they want to uh, raise their kids here so what are those features that that you think draw people back? What what do you think is so so good for kids in the area? The uh, well, the small you can start with the small town uh, feel here. It's it's small town rural settings, just slower pace, a little more laid back. People, everybody knows everyone, and and there's a level of accountability in that as well. I mean. I heard somebody say before, you know, um, you you can't get away with anything here. And if you think you're getting away with something, you're not. <laughs> you know, on the one hand, there might be one person that'll be thinking, oh boy, I don't know, that just everybody knows my business. But that's small town dynamics. And the other side, though, in a more positive way of thinking about that, I mean, it, it just it, there's a level of of accountability there with that that can be very nice and and there's an opportunity there to to really establish some deep roots and some some very deep human connections with people and, and relationships with people there uh, but it, it could just take a little bit of time and, and take a little longer um, Leland it, the Leland Public School next door is also a highly rated public school in the state of Michigan. Uh, I always, whenever I say that, uh, I always find myself saying for a public school and adding that, that qualifier, <laughs> but which might tip my hand a little bit there. But um, it, it is uh, a, a good for a public school, I think. And um, you have... Uh, uh, I, a lot of folks will come back to put their kid, you know, they might move back here to live in this area and enjoy the beauty of the creation, enjoy some of the small town dynamics and things like that, that they appreciated and enjoy that laid back part. But, but mostly what they're doing is they want to come back and put their kids back in this school and, and raise their kids here and have them go to that school because they had a positive experience there. That makes sense. Let's take a moment to thank our sponsor. If you're listening to this podcast on the go, you already know the power of having audio in your ears. And Audible wants to put the books that you want to listen to there as well with their free 30-day trial offer that comes with a free audiobook. If you're not sure what book you should check out, this month I'm recommending that you check out Luther's Bondage to the Will. It's one of his great treatises and the one that he looked back on and said was one of the most important. So you can check that out at audibletrial.com slash Lutheran Cartographer. Let's get back to our guest. So we've talked about what it's like to raise a family there. What's it like being a Lutheran in Leland? To answer that, Lutheran and Leland, back up and get the history just a little bit. 
of Emanuel Leland started by German immigrant farmers. And that's what you kind of have with a lot of the small towns that dot the landscape of Leelanau County is you've got uh, different ethnic groups. And uh, so you have the Scandinavian or the Norwegian Lutherans, the Norwegian Lutherans in the east side of the peninsula. And then we're here on the west side of the peninsula, Leland, the German Lutherans. You've got the uh, the Polish Catholics just south of us. You know? um, and so the uh, you're here a lutheran here in leland uh you're going to have that that kind of rootedness of of german that the german farmers but then you also have a lot of uh, transplant lutherans especially from downstate you know that's uh, any growth that emmanuel leland most i shouldn't say any but most growth that emmanuel leland will experience will be from uh from um the uh, transfers from other areas transfers from from uh, downstate that sort of thing now, let me interrupt for just a moment. When you say downstate, we're talking south of you? Yep. All right. So that would be the lower part of the lower peninsula, where all the big cities are, really, like Detroit and Lansing and Grand Rapids and uh, Battle Creek, Kalamazoo, Ann Arbor. Okay. Yeah. A lot of the growth comes from there. And then in the community itself, is it would would you say would you characterize it kind of much the same as other parts of America where it's becoming more secularized as a whole, or how would you characterize the town in terms of its uh, church attendance or its awareness of the faith? I would characterize it the way you said that similar to the nation as a whole. I think the statistics I've seen about sixty percent or so unchurched. You know, the other thing you got to consider is again getting back to the small town rural dynamics is that. Uh, you know, I as a pastor, I might have tons of connections with unchurched people in the community. I can go to the grocery store and, and see a lot of people that aren't my parishioners. I can sit down and have coffee. And I do from time to time have coffee with a group of guys. None of yeah, maybe one or two of the 15, 20 are parishioners. And they'll, you know, they might, you might be able to be their pastor there at the library or at the beach or at the grocery store or something like that in the sense that they uh, may ask you questions and, and approach you in a way they might approach their own pastor. They're never going to step foot in your church, you know? And, and I mean, well, or it would take like an, it would take the work of the Holy Spirit, uh, but it would, um, it would be unlikely uh, say it that way, uh, just because uh, perhaps their family is uh, Methodists or Roman Catholics. And with those small town dynamics, the way that they are, it would almost be like committing social suicide, you know, to to join the Lutheran church. Uh, I see. Yeah. So you do have uh, some of that. Okay. A lot of that. All right. So let's transition to talk a little bit about the hidden gems or the the not so hidden gems that pe somebody that is passing through uh, Leland or is thinking about moving there should definitely check out or know about. Yeah, Sleeping Bear Dunes National Lakeshore is the first that comes to mind if you're talking Leelanau County up in this area. At uh, I think Good Morning America a while back. Uh, they ranked it as as the one of the, the one of the or the most beautiful place you know in in the country or something like that and you know you being from the west coast and me spending time in the west coast thing 
have you been to the coasts a little bit? But it is, it is very beautiful. It is very, so even Barrow Dunes National Lakeshore is very beautiful. Uh, and uh, so you get a lot of, of folks that will come up here. And uh, with some of the, the recent publicity, um, the that, that you've seen a, a boom in tourism in the past few years. And folks will come up here and just have a lot of fun on the lakes, on the trails, just a lot of fun on the water. Um, You've got uh, Leelanau Conservancy hiking trails in uh, Leelanau County that are, are fun to go on. As far as restaurants, the uh, you have really great places, really great shops, actually, uh, and great places to eat here in Leelanau County and in Traverse City. A lot of that has to do with, with tourism and because you have a large retirement population up here you know so they will spend you know a lot of money going out to eat and so you have really great places to eat and and um i would recommend a place right down the street from where we live that's a place that uh gets a lot of reviews i i don't recommend it because i've been there because i've not been there because i um i'm i haven't saved up enough money yet to go there but <laughs> But but it, it I say it be, it's the Riverside Inn the Riverside Inn in Leland because it's in Leland and it is ranked as one of the best restaurants in the peninsula. Um, there's uh, also yeah you'll find a lot of those good places to eat just in the different towns uh, here in Leelanau County. So some of the different towns that you have would be Northport to the north Leland uh, Sutton's Bay which would be east of Leland and then Glen Arbor is another big uh, tourist town. Um, one interesting feature about Leelanau County that I didn't say yet, but it, it sort of plays into the hidden gem kind of thing maybe, is uh, you have no franchises up here. Uh, you, huh. you, had, you had a subway up here until about a couple of months ago and now the subway's gone that was the only franchise and now no longer so you have no franchise uh restaurants or hotels or uh, grocery stores or anything like that so it's it's kind of cool i mean it can make things a little pricier uh but if if you need to get things cheaper or if you gotta go to you have a want to satisfy your craving for mcdonald's you just go down to traverse city yeah but um so that that that's kind of neat. I don't know if that would be a, a hidden gem concept or not. But. So, Pastor Lafive, as we start thinking about closing out the podcast, let's talk a little bit about somebody that is thinking about moving to Leland or that part of Michigan. What kind of advice would you have for them? What sort of person would suit that area well, do you think? Yeah, start with your second question first. What kind of person would suit this area well? Someone who enjoys the outdoors, their family enjoys the outdoors, they're okay with a little bit of solitude, they're okay with, um, with some snow, uh, with some longer winters. Uh, so there, there would be that part of it, uh, I would say. Um, and then uh, your uh, other advice that uh, that I would give, uh, maybe just to reiterate some of the things in, in, that and reach back for some of the things I'd said earlier, should be um, get uh, 
get out, get outside, try to make, uh, if you're going to move here, try to make an intentional effort to uh, get involved in, uh, in a community, get connected with, with a church, uh, that, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, but then also you'd want to have a plan for some of the challenges, not just the, we already talked about the weather challenges, but, but some of the housing challenges, things as well, you got to have a plan for, for how uh, you're going to, um, to handle that and make sure that I think the other things that would go along with it is make sure that you have a source of income <laughs> uh, coming up here because um, there's there's not or, or a plan for that right because uh there it's not like you know going oh i'll just go move there and then you find work uh that's it's not going to be that easy uh, up in just the nature of this area okay sounds good all righty so what are your parting thoughts for our listeners today well Thank you uh, for having me on, Nicholas. Really appreciated this. And uh, the uh, guest uh, parting thought would be, um, you know, wherever wherever you live uh, and uh, wherever the Lord should have you, uh, that um, rejoice in, uh, in the gifts that the Lord has given you, namely the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. And as he gives that gift in word and sacrament and uh, find a, a way and a place, a community, church community, where you can receive uh, from pastor God's grace in Christ and, um, and uh, rejoice in, in the gifts of the gospel. Amen. Well said. Thank you again for your time today. God's peace. God's peace. Thank you, Nicholas. Thanks for listening to the Lutheran Cartographer. Regular listeners may notice that I forgot to ask Pastor Lefebvre about what he would like to point you guys towards. And so wrote him an email. He got back to me and said, hey, if you could check out the Emmanuel's website at emmanuelleland.360unite.com slash home. That'd be great. Also, check out the church's Facebook page, their YouTube channel, and their music director and organist has a One Hymn a Week show on YouTube. You can find that a link to that on the show notes page. So links to all that good stuff will be at lutherancartographer.com slash 17. Please check that out. I'd also encourage you to check out that Audible offer if that sounds like something you'd be interested in. That's at audibletrial.com slash lutherancartographer. Take a moment to subscribe to the show on iTunes or Stitcher, and while you're there, if you could leave me a rating or a review, I'd really appreciate it. Until next time, I'm Nicholas Weber. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon.